This is View from the Cop on the Blood Red Channel, our Liverpool FC fans podcast, bringing you all the big talking points at Anfield. Hello and welcome to the View from the Cop podcast on the Blood Red Channel. I'm your host, Paul Wheelock, and I'm delighted to be joined by two of the first names on our team sheet, Paul Filming. <laughs> Hello. And Peter Harris. Hello. Great to see you, lads. Uh, the last time we, uh, we were in this room together to record the View from the Cop podcast, it was in the last international break, and Liverpool sat top of the Premier League with a 100% winning record. Fast forward four weeks, and Liverpool sits top of the Premier League <laughs> with a 100% winning record. Uh, I think it's fair to say no one in this room is surprised that uh, Liverpool have carried on the momentum from the end of last season but let's start off with are you surprised by how big the lead is at the top eight points over City even at this early stage of the season it's madness I, you don't expect City to go against against Wolves and lose and like they're, they're going to drop points there's no way you can be that consistent over three years and at some point this season Liverpool's consistency levels will drop off if somebody said to me first day of the season you're going to have an eight point lead by what Middle of October, I'd have said absolutely no chance. Um, we can't be complacent with it. Uh, eight points this early. It is still eight points, but there's 30 games to go. Two bad games and that completely changes, especially with Liverpool uh, City come to Anfield in a few weeks. That feels like a six-pointer. If things are similar after that, then you start looking at it differently maybe because once that's out the way... We would have played United at Old Trafford, Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, Arsenal come to Anfield, Tottenham would have come to Anfield, and City would have come to Anfield. And then you've got a stretch of games there where you just look at on paper and you should think, tick them off one by one, we'll be fine. Definitely. We've been here in the past, you know, like January time, wasn't it? There was a substantial lead over City and every credit to them. They they, they came back. Peter, do you feel it's any different this time? Do you feel different as a fan, like, you know, having this lead and having been there in the past? Yeah, it does feel different in... Which you wouldn't have expected. It feels the gap in points actually feels bigger than eight points, probably because it seems that even though Manchester City probably only it's a blip, you know they'll they'll get over it. They've, they've only had a, a couple of bad results, but it seems like their toughest fixtures are still yet to come. Mm, yeah, um, and so you just don't know when when are they going to really turn it around? Even if they get draws, you think how are they going to overcome it? Um, it could easily change, but. It feels bigger. Eight points. It feels bigger than eight points. The way the way the media have been going on about it, it's like if you watch Sky Sports News and all that, it's been the the theme this season has been Liverpool are there to be get at, mm-hmm. and that maybe so, but that's only because we've had Allison out. Uh, if Allison was in goal from the start of the season, people would be saying solid as ever. It was just because there was a slight question mark over Adrian, but then. City, it's always the same with them. The, the, the way they went beat Wofford 8 0 or whatever it was, everyone was like, these are untouchable. A couple of weeks later, they've dropped point, more points. And you're looking at City at the minute and you're going, they're going to sell this park on um, Saturday evening. You never know there, do you? Like, it is a tough place to go. So you've got to hope teams have looked at Norwich and looked at Wolves. Went, they are vulnerable, we can have a go with them because. Liverpool are going to do what they need to do this season, but Liverpool are also going to have to rely on a lot of teams fancying themselves against Man City because if teams start just going to the Etihad or even at home, going, oh, it's Man City, we're going to get beat. It's going to be 97 versus 98 all over again. 
Definitely. And I think I want to pick her up on a point you made there, mate, because we'll come to Alison later when we're talking about the team for Sunday. But, like, yeah, you've heard a lot of people talking about City, why they're struggling a bit, because they've not got Laporte, they've not got Stones, and fair enough, two big players out for them. But you're right, like, Alison, this has been achieved. Eight wins out of eight with probably the best goalkeeper on the world in the world on the sidelines. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and also... Adrian has been tested and he has he has won Liverpool points this season and I would have expected um, the same to happen if Alisson was in goal. I'll be honest, when Alisson got injured, my, my my feeling was just stay close to City and get him back. We're eight points ahead and pff, arguably one of our most consistent players over the past year is coming back into that side and we're in a... We've got a run of games now where... There's pressure on these sides of United, there's pressure on Solskjaer. Pochettino at Tottenham the week after. We could be in at such a good position with, well, this Sunday's the first time the Champions League final cycle start yeah. together. So, yeah. It's well, when um, Alisson was, was ruled out injury, I think, yeah, everyone had the worries about, well, what's going to do for the title race? Does that mean it's over? But if you look at the, the, the stats for clean sheets, it hasn't actually gone as anyone would have expected it's Liverpool only have two but Manchester City only have three and mm -hmm. the other teams that also have three are Brighton and Crystal Palace so it's not really as a defensive a season as people would have expected like the, the stats don't show teams focusing on keeping a clean sheet for a result it, it's a bit more than that it seems as early as in the season as it is I think we've played differently under since Adrian's been in the side and I also think Alisson helps Liverpool attack like it it's, it's, yeah. it's everyone talks about Edison's being unbelievable, but Edison is either a six-yard confident pass, but makes it look amazing, or he just punts it. Yeah, that's it. Allison can pick a forty-yard pass, pinpoint, and I think you'll start to see the best Liverpool over the next few weeks once he's back in, better than because well, you just look back last season, the amount of goals we scored from him. Yeah, you think back to Salah's against Fulham, quick thinking stuff like that. We're going to see a new Liverpool, not a new Liverpool because it's a Liverpool that we've been used to seeing, but it's going to be a lot different to what we've seen in the previous seven and a half games in the league. Because it's a straightforward question, and like Adrian's done absolutely nothing wrong, and he's I think he's quickly became a bit of a fan favourite, hasn't he? But is there no question in your mind? Alisson looks like he's back fit now. Is he back in the team for Sunday at Old Trafford? I'd actually. Make him wait one more game. Wow. Mm -hmm. I, I think Adrian has, has earned a spot in a game like away at Old Trafford. I think he's done well enough to, to earn his place in, in that side. Um, and there's, it's, it feels like a win-win situation then because you, you've earned the player that's playing well, you're rewarding him, and you've still got the best goalkeeper in the world to come back in your team, even whether it goes well or not. Um, and obviously with Champions League fixtures, cup fixtures come up as well, there's going to be game time for both of them, you feel, and so why not just just hold off just one more game and give Adrian a chance at Old Trafford? Comes right back in for me. At the end of the day, he's, as Peter's just said, he's the best goalkeeper in the world. If Virgil van Dijk had been injured and he's fit for Old Trafford, does he come back in? Does Fabinho come back in? Firmino, Salamani? So that's fine, no matter how long they've been out. If they're fit, they're back in the side, in my eyes. And I do feel sorry for Adrian. And as like a 
thank you kind of thing. I'd say, Alison, you're back in at Old Trafford, but um, Wednesday night when we go over to Belgium, you can play. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, I think Adrian would accept that, to be fair, because he knows how good Alison is, and he's and he signed to be the backup goalkeeper to Alison for the season and however long the contract is. So he'll accept it, he'll be professional, and Alison should be put back in that side right away. Well, as we say, Adrian's played a, a massive part in the start of the season. And we've talked on City just before we move on to United, obviously. Do you think that they are one of the greatest teams we've, we've probably all seen, City? You've got to give them that kind of credit. But do you think they're beginning to feel the pressure of, of just going up against them? Because it must be tiring, even as good as players as they are, world-class performers, that knowing constantly they can't slip up. And they've done it all at the back end of the last season, as we said before, every credit and that. But eventually you must just become tired. You know, like, we can't slip up because Liverpool are going to win. And do you think it's it's almost got to them a bit? I said that at the, near the end of last season. Uh, Man City have been used to having things their own way. And for the past year or so, they haven't. And Liverpool battled. And you can see it. Guard, it's affecting Guardiola. And Guardiola's into that period now where he went into it by Munich and Barcelona where things go wrong and not to the extent of Mourinho going wrong but you can see signs that the players are tired of playing for him I'm not saying he's losing the dressing room at all but it's intense with Guardiola isn't it just as it is with Klopp but I think Klopp is more of a human and where does Guardiola's a bit of a perfectionist like a robot almost exactly and it's just non-stop you see him you beat Watford 8 nil at home and yeah, full time you want to have a go at somebody over the pass. It's yeah. just ridiculous. <laughs> like it doesn't give them a moment to even enjoy how good they are at the moment, which is both a positive and a negative, I think. People always say how good Guardiola is because he is so perfectionist, because he always demands extra from players, even if they're doing well. But yeah, eventually that's gonna get to the players and even though how good they are, they still get asked. But what about Liverpool? Yeah. <laughs> How good are they? <laughs> so, yeah, it will eventually get to them, especially because without them, there won't be any anything. Probably there'll be no questions asked, but there's still that lingering in the mind that there's another team that's creeping up to be just as good, if not better than them. It'll also be getting to the fans, Manchester fans, because last year they either saw that as a one-off title challenge, whereas Liverpool aren't going away. And it'll get to the fans and... There'll be games where Wolves are the perfect example. After half an hour, it's nil-nil. After an hour, it's nil-nil. And they all start nervous, getting agitated, nervous. nervous, and being like, Liverpool have picked up three points this weekend. We need to keep up with these. But at the minute, they're not. At some point, they will catch up. I'm sure of it, because Liverpool are not going to win every game this season. It's just impossible. But I think when City slip up, they slip up a few times. It happened last season. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's another slip up somewhere on the way. Liverpool just have to keep doing what they're doing to take full advantage of it. What Liverpool are definitely doing are winning <clears throat> games. Not late on, sometimes late on, but they're finding a way to win. We've seen it all the way last season and again this season, the last game before the international break, Leicester City at home. And I know there's been some detractors even from a, a paper across the... Uh, Across the northwest, oh, yeah. saying Liverpool are lucky. Uh, like, that's not true, is it? Because if you're constantly pushing to win games, like Liverpool were against Leicester, you make. I know it's a bit of a cliche, but surely the cliche is true. Because like you make your own luck. Yeah, you do make your own luck. The, the chances they had, the the way they played, 
they earned it. They didn't. It wasn't just by chance that they got that win. They did earn it. Um, yeah, if you fight the way the team does, look, it, it's easy. It's just a an easy way of explaining it, isn't it? Saying, oh, they're just lucky. It's like, well, they weren't because it was 90 minutes. Okay, it was coincidental that it happened in <laughs> the last minutes that they finally got a reward for it. But they they earned it. It was earned. Imagine what Twitter would have been like back in the day of when Diego Forlan would pop up with a 95 minute winner. John O'Shea scoring at Anfield with two minutes to go. Like, we're doing exactly what these sides in the past have done. And at some point, you're just going to have to go. Maybe they're actually really yeah. good. Yeah. Simple as that. It, it is the United, like, probably not the podcast to be doing it on really a Liverpool <laughs> podcast, but it is. I can see the parallels with United. You know, that, but that's what great sides do. They never give up. There's always a chance to win the game. And and, 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 and United, Ferguson's United, I think. Klopp's Liverpool, definitely. And great sides always go close before going the full way, as we found out in Kiev and Madrid, and hopefully again this season. City had their moments last season as well. When, when teams would hold them back for nil-nil for over and out 60, 70 minutes, and then suddenly... Aguero's there at the back post and just pokes it in. You think, oh, well, of course they did because they're just company against Leicester. Yeah. yeah. Good sides win games, no matter how. The View from the Cop on the Blood Red Channel. One side who probably aren't a good side and who aren't winning too many games <laughs> are United. I don't know whether that's a good or bad thing for, for the Sunday's game, but... <sighs> But let's let's just be honest there. Is this the kind of worst United sign? I know it's probably a bad thing to be saying this before Sunday, but this is a poor United team that Liverpool are going to be taking on this weekend. Absolutely. And for years and years and years, Man United used to come to Anfield and rub it in. Yeah. Rub it in. Like, they come to Anfield, beat us 3-1, beat us 2-0 convincingly. Now it's our time to do the exact same as we were doing, as they were doing in the... 90s and the early noughties, uh, because <sighs> I hate it. I hate the fact that that used to be the case. And would you win there? It's probably the worst United. No, it's definitely the worst United side I've ever seen. So we Liverpool, the fans going there on Sunday, the team should be going in there on Sunday and going, right, let's rub salt into their wounds at the minute because it, I don't know why we just seem to have this case at Old Trafford, but... At the end of the day, forget about Old Trafford. It's Liverpool top the league against Manchester United, wherever they are. Like, and I'm not taking the mix in wherever they are because no, but, I haven't got but, a clue. But if you were going to Southampton away, <laughs> you'd be like on Saturday, you'd be, uh, on Sunday, you'd be going, "Well, that that's the team we were thirteen for. We're struggling. That's just we're top of the league. Let's exactly. Win. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Doesn't matter how you win, just win. That yeah. You, are you the same? Is this a chance today? As, as, as Phil Bogue said, they rub the nose, isn't it? Because there's no getting away from it. It is the, the end of the day. I think anyone would take a scrappy 1 0 last minute winner. But it does feel like <laughs> they definitely, it's the classic <laughs> knocks off the perch thing, wasn't it? That Fergie said all those years ago. Yeah, but, but it does feel like this an opportune week. time to go there, win comfortably, <laughs> and just go, wow, I'll look how far the mighty have fallen, kind of. This thing. is the weekend to announce that the perch has been rebuilt. <laughs> we're, in, we're on the way at the top of it. It is a. It's, you know, I think their Europa League game was probably the game, you know, Solskjaer said, oh, Liverpool is the perfect game for us to go in. It wasn't. It was the Europa League game was the perfect one for them to at least get a shot on target and get some pride back. So for them to come back from that a nil-nil and have to face the top side right now, it, it does not look good for them. 
I can't remember a time where there'd be a Liverpool game going away to Old Trafford and thinking if they don't get anything but a massive win, I'll be disappointed. Like, not just win. I don't want just a 1-2-0. I want a bit of a hammering <laughs> to them to really well, bring it, the message home. It, the, the last win there, funnily enough, it could have been 8. It was 3-0, wasn't it? The Gerard <laughs> penalties, wasn't yeah. it? Hatsuka penalties. Well, Suarez goal. It could have been 8 that night. If it wasn't United, a bit hair, if I remember rightly. United fans celebrated Gerard missing the penalty to <laughs> deny him a hat-trick. That's what, like, that's what it was like that day. It was crazy. It was I, awful that I had a fiver on a Gerard hat-trick that day. Oh, <laughs> wow. 100 to 1 it was. Was it? Oh. And then, so I was the only one at the pub. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> devastated that he missed that. Penalty. <laughs> it's uh, coming out to Goodison Park with a win is a great feeling. But you walk away from there and then jump in a taxi into town or whatever. Coming out of Old Trafford, jumping on them coaches, knowing you're going to go past a load of United fans <laughs> and you just see their faces. It is, it is great. It's great. I can remember in 2014, like lads hanging out of roofs and stuff because it has been too long since we've won there. So. It's about time we put that wrong right. Why has it been? Even since 2014, they, they improved after Moyes left. You know, Mourinho, they had a pretty decent team. Van Aals was okay. So so why has it been such a hard place to go to? I don't know. And to say there's some kind of mentality block would be a lie because that's not the case. Liverpool sides have changed over that five-year period, as have United. But it's like when City come to Anfield, they just don't seem to know how to get over the line but at the same time Liverpool have went to big grounds and won very recently you think back to the Allianz last season in Europe went to Stamford Bridge the other week and when we've won at the Emirates under Klopp I think Old Trafford's the only place that Klopp hasn't went to and won so he'll want to put that right and there's no reason why Liverpool shouldn't be putting that right on Sunday but I don't know I, I'm always confident going to Old Trafford, but I think that's an arrogant thing. And you just think, oh, yeah, we'll win, no matter how bad we are. But uh, you just need to see out that first 10 minutes. And I remember the other year, I think Trent, it was Trent played right back. We wore that toxic thunder kit. Um, I remember thinking, good chance here today. Rashford scored after five minutes. Mm-hmm. And then they were 2-0 up in no time. It was like, yeah. oh, here we go again. Just need to get over that. If we score early, it could be very interesting. Like, and I don't mean interesting is in a classic. It could be how many? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, I think City was the greatest example of that last year. Like it was nil nil, wasn't it? Till about sixty minutes, and then as soon as the first one, class yeah. told. Yeah. And that's what I think should should happen on Sunday. Class should tell, shouldn't it? It should absolutely. Yeah. You think? Yeah. How long will it it take? Rather than, and it'll be interesting to see what Solskjaer's team is. How he actually lines up. Because it's it's still United at Old Trafford. Will he dare to go an attacking lineup against a team like Liverpool, or will he possibly play it safe and go a bit more defensive just to, to protect his his team? It, that will be a, a telling sign, I think, from from the off. I'd love to know what United fans think about Sunday. Like, obviously, they're going to be terrified. But if Solskjaer, what what our four kick off yeah, after yeah. that lineup, the lineup comes out. And they've they've went right. Liverpool have to come and break us down. How will United fans feel about that? I don't think that'll be the case. I think they will come and try and have a go. But if you come and have a go, like toe to toe with Liverpool, the chances are you're getting beat. 
It is interesting. Because last season, I suppose last season, he had no choice, did he, Solskjaer? Because those injuries they had before the game, during the game. It was a, it it was was a, a weird, weird game, first half, it? yeah. It was a weird game. Yeah, there was... Because Firmino went off injured as yeah. well. And Sturridge they, came on, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, I think... Well, I think last season, if that was... If the game would have been as a game should go, Liverpool probably would have won the game. But the two injuries for United before half-time, Firmino going off, it just became weird. And you... The game loses its flow. Then it's it's like when you're watching a pre-season. I'm not comparing it to a pre-season game, but when them subs happen with half an hour to go, and you're like, it's just completely mm-hmm. different. It's a completely different game. So, yeah, for me, knows your goal in a big game against Man United. I think he's only scored once against him in the Europa League, as are the other two. So, I'm confident going there. I think last season's game as well, I was, we were reading about it earlier this week, because uh, I think it was mentioned on the Alley La Rouge podcast, Peter Hooten's podcast, and he was saying Robertson came out after that game, and yeah, the injuries definitely played a part, but he, he said almost, I think it had come after the 0-0 draw against Bayern at home in the first leg, in uh, the last 16, and he, they came and shut up shop, didn't mm. they as well, Bayern? And he said, teams are obviously respecting us, but we've almost got to respect ourselves now, expect that, and take the games from, do you think? And I think since then, the Derby draw at Everton, which was nil nil, which was a very fired up Everton side that day. They haven't dropped a point in the Premier League since then. That United, I think it was almost like a, not a turning point, but a, a lesson like, like this is what we have to expect now. And, and you've seen it with Bayern Munich a couple of weeks later, went there and won at the Allianz. Um, yes, I do. I think I think I do think there were moments last season where the mentality in the team changed, and it was after. Poor results, like got drawing the Goodison Park isn't a bad result. Got drawing the Old Trafford isn't a bad result, but the way we drew, and then since then it's just been like momentum hasn't stopped apart from obviously losing it in New Camp. But that was, again, but that was a weird game as well. Um, Liverpool going to Old Trafford on Sunday compared to the Liverpool that went in March. Personal-wise, it's not that different. But mentality, as a team, it's going to be a completely different team. I think I think we'll shock United fans just how good we actually are. Agreed. Just, you've rightly said there, mate, the mentality change of the team. Do you, is, it, is it happened in the support base as well, would you say, you two? Yeah. I've, More relaxed, almost? It is. Well, the amount of... I've heard a couple of... There's a part of the family which are United supporters, and I've heard a few of that kind of circle of people have like given up season tickets or just aren't going to games as much. They're just not enjoying themselves. It's like, well, yeah, I know, I live through Roy Hodgson and stuff <laughs> like that. I know how you're feeling, but you know, you get through it. So, yeah, it, it's completely changed where Liverpool supporters are more up for it, expecting bigger things. The United fan base just, I, I don't know what they're expecting, actually. Um, do not enjoying it, but I don't know whether they want Solskjaer there. I don't know what they want him to do. I don't know who, if they know who their best players are anymore, especially after losing a striker like Lukaku. Um, there doesn't seem to be a lot of faith in players like Rashford or um, even Daniel James is either spark, but people aren't quite convinced. So, so it, it seems it probably over the last 10 years that mindset has completely swapped from United-Liverpool. The United fans won't ever turn on Solskjaer, will he? He'll always be the players first because... He's one of their own, isn't he? he? Exactly, yeah. yeah. He, the, what he did in 99 in the European Cup final for them will always will make him safe early. Um, they're never going to turn on him. In terms of the pro fans, the mentality change. I think 
well, it's cliche to say, but it's since Klopp come in, come in, Liverpool fans go into every single game expecting to win, and have done since the day that he stepped in the door, and probably will do forever now, if that makes sense. Because even when he goes, which will be a sad day whenever it does happen, I think that has just changed Liverpool football. This appointment has changed Liverpool Football Club forever for the good. And yeah, bring, bring on Sunday. I want to get there now. <laughs> it does feel like the echo and everyone and all online, people have been talking about four years of Klopp. And it, I don't know about you, Sue, but it feels like, you know, like if everyone has like a plateau or an arc in life or like footy or whatever, it just feels like he's in that bit where it's just at the top, <laughs> just cruising along now, doesn't it? It just feels like everything's clicked into place. But there's still a little bit more of a peak to climb yeah, to yeah. get to. Yeah. Definitely. The biggest one of all, I suppose. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And then then that I'll be happy. That'll do me for life that. That that'll <laughs> take that and then I'm happy. Uh, the other big mountain that was climbed was obviously the Champions League and before we finish, just gonna have a little chat about that because when we last spoke it was it was all kicking off and <laughs> In typical Liverpool fashion in Europe, it's never easy. Uh, Napoli way was was never going to be an easy game, and then Salzburg was a a fun game. Let's say that, <laughs> say the least. You know, a, a bizarre match, brilliant first half. Uh, they came back in the second half. Every credit to them, and but, but got the win. What have you made of the Champions League campaign so far? Interesting. Um, what happened in Naples was I don't know if you'd expect it. I had thought we'd go over to Naples and win, but other than Anfield, I'd say that's the hardest place to go in Europe to get a result so you will have that ground and go yeah that's fine you got beat it happened last year we were fine um, Salzburg game strange one the first hour, the first 10 minutes I thought we were poor and then we turned it on and then I just think everyone got complacent I don't mean players I mean fans everyone was just like right this is done um, I, I went into that Salzburg game thinking Liverpool are due to batter the team and it seemed like that was going to be the case. And then once it got to 3-0, it was like, right, that's done. Like, on to, I think we had the big, Sheffield United, was it? Yeah, on the uh, Saturday, yeah. Like, that felt like a big game. Um, then they scored, and then the scoreboard showed 3-3. No, when you're just sitting there, and you're like, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm not just standing saying it because it happened. But when they scored the first, and... The scoreboard came up three three instead of three one. I just thought, oh, this is going to be just one of those weird yeah, nights. Yeah. You just knew, yeah. you just knew something weird was happening that night. And then, yeah, we got the win. That's all that matters. Going to Genk on Wednesday. I think I might be wrong here on Twitter. I read the, the last four Champions League games in Genk have ended a draw. So the home <laughs> record's not bad. But then when they go away from home, they the, the get a bit of a pace. Well, like, yeah. Yeah, well that, that draw, Peter, with Napoli's from the group wide open, it almost doesn't make the first game irrelevant now, but it's very much all to play for. Not, I think Liverpool are always going to get through, but in terms of first place where you'd think advances Napoli, it doesn't look that case anymore. Yeah, well, I think being drawn with Napoli again in group stage is never going to be easy never, in terms of top spot, in terms of qualification. Liverpool at the moment going through the, just the motions it seems but that's okay because it is the group stage the important thing is qualification and then you, it's the real deal when it, it's knockout stages so it, it does it helps that going away to Genk with their home record you get a win that seemed like an even better result and put you on the front foot for qualification um, but I think it's Salzburg away will probably be Last game, the bigger one. Yeah. yeah, it's like it might come down to that. Uh, yeah, I agree with that, but I also think that 
Napoli will be looking at Liverpool going, they've got Genk back to back here. If they go over to Genk mm-hmm. and win, they're going to win at Anfield. Yeah. But then the way Liverpool, uh, Salzburg played at Anfield, plus the results against Genk in the first round, the fixtures, Napoli won't be. There's no guarantee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certainly over there. Yeah, and Italian teams historically don't travel well in Europe, really, do they? Um, but yeah, come come Wednesday, I reckon our two day hangover. We'll not go into a third day from obviously the two day hangover being Madrid. First day hangover was Napoli. Then the second one was kind of Salzburg. I've never heard of a three day hangover. So <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's the great thing we've got to look forward to now. Like we've got this run of games before City at the end of the last international break. And then you look at December and it's just absolutely crazy with the two FIFA. World Club Championship matches as well, hopefully too. Uh, it's it's just, what a time it's going to be, the, uh, just the rest of this year, let alone the rest of the oh, season. It's going to be fun, isn't it? Um, that World Club Cup, I know it's a few months away at the minute, but that feels like it's going to just help the side massively because it's going to be two games you'd expect to win, but at the same time, it's going to be a warm weather training camp mm. and a, a kind of winter break all in one. And you, you'd imagine we'll come back fully recharged from that so yeah it's a it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks if in a month's time we're in the same position that we're in now it's going to be an exciting last six months of the season isn't it let's say well i think even going in before we finish up we've going into the city game if the, if the lead's eight points that kind of buffer it gives no matter what happens against city and let's face it they've got a pretty horrendous record in anfield it's game on from there, isn't it? If it's if it's the same come November the tenth. Oh yeah, and even going to Old Trafford this weekend. Worst case scenario, coming away from Old Trafford is an eight point lead over City. Yeah. Yeah. Best case is an eleven um, point lead. No, sorry, five. Worst case scenario is five. Yeah, they win the Blue mm-hmm. United. Yeah. yeah. Um, best case eleven, likely Hood. Eight point lead after going to Old Trafford. It's kind of where we were in March when going to Old Trafford we had that slim lead. So yeah. Good times are there, aren't they? So Pisa, let's have a look. Just these next two. How do you think it's gonna go? Gank, I think we're probably all on the same page in terms of a, a Liverpool victory even despite the good home record, as Philbo said there. But let's start with Sunday United. Confidence is gonna be a win. <laughs> confidence is gonna be a big win. <laughs> I'm coming I'm gonna yeah, I want it, so I'm gonna <laughs> go with the confidence and predict one against four 0 Oh let's have it. <laughs> you putting money on that? Um yeah, I think Genk will we should win. I don't think it'll be a batter in anybody's expecting. Uh, in terms of United, I fancy us. I think we will win. I'm not sure how. It'll either be tight or we'll have the game won by the hour mark. Um, I've got Monday off, so please do me a favour. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fly. I don't fly to Belgium until Tuesday, so I want Monday to be a reasonable hangover day. Here's hoping, here's hoping, mate. Uh, lads, thanks very much for joining us again and we'll be back in the, the next few weeks and no doubt Looper will be still top of the table by then but we'll just uh, have to see by how many points. You've been listening to the View from the Cop podcast on the Blood Red channel.